Hello, interwebs, and welcome to Close Up. I'm your co-host, Joe. And I'm Ryan. Today, Ryan and I are going in for another debate. Today's topic, theaters versus streaming. Zooming into our medium shot now. Just want to do a little bit of housekeeping with y'all before we start. Uh, so, Ryan and I were talking about the structure of our debate episodes, and we're thinking we need to change a couple things here. So, in the past, some of our debates the more structured ones, they don't really go off the way we like them to go, uh, ideally. The whole, oh, 30 seconds to talk, and then, oh, here's a rebuttal, and then you get a minute. It, that feels very constrictive and restrained to us. And when we go more off the cuff, I tend to steamroll Ryan, <laughs> just because I talk a lot, and I have a lot to say about the topics at hand, usually more than he does often, and uh, so a lot of it just ends up me talking and talking and rambling like I am right now. Um, so to avoid that, we're changing the structure of our debates to be more of a discussion, because those are my favorite debate episodes of Close Up, is when we just talk things out, inevitably we end up gravitating towards opposite sides, probably because I'm a contrarian. And we'll just argue the opposite of whatever Ryan seems to like the most. Just how I am. I'm sorry. Uh, to the audience and to Ryan. But more to, more to Ryan. I think you you people find it entertaining. Um, so, uh, yeah. So that's theaters versus streaming today. And let's get into our close-up. So which, which side of the debate are you leaning more towards right off the hop? Do you prefer theaters mm. or streaming? Well, I am a theater kid, but also a lot of the movies being released nowadays are kind of ass, and I wait for streaming. However, for the sake of having fun, I will go with theater. Okay, sure. Yeah, I think, the for me, theaters are the ideal way to see movies. But this is, of course, coming from somebody whose primary hobby is reviewing movies. Um, and I make movies. I'm a, I'm a filmmaker. I'm a film critic. I live and breathe entertainment. And my very biased opinion is theaters are ideal. I certainly prefer them to watching at home on my TV. That said, I feel like streaming is better in many ways for the average consumer. And it's it's a toss-up, really. Like I said, I think theaters are better, but they're not as good in many, many ways for people who don't really care about quality. Yes, that's a very backhanded. Right. That's very backhanded. I'll I'll admit that. But that's it's not supposed to be any slight against casual film goers. It's just if if you're looking to see the movie, okay. Doesn't matter. You can get it for cheaper on streaming, for sure. It's cheaper. It's more convenient. You don't have to go anywhere. And if you're buying a streaming service anyway, you just get as much selection as you want for 10 to 15 bucks a month. Um, and not every film needs to be on the big screen. So that's okay. Uh, I don't begrudge anybody for that. What are your thoughts? 
I mean, yeah, I think the reason I tailor more towards theater is because of just the audience experience as well. I think uh, a group of people who are really into a movie, like an audience, what is, what's the word I'm trying to say? Just like an audience reaction to a movie for me can make or break a movie experience. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, there's, you go to a comedy, you want to laugh your ass off with a bunch of random people. You go to drama, you want to, you know, you want to cry with a bunch of random people. I mean, some of the best, funny enough, some of the best and worst audience reactions to movies have both been Marvel movies in recent years. Interesting. <laughs> I mean, some of the best has been Endgame and um, uh, No Way Home, and some of the worst has been, like, I don't know, Quantum Mania, where everybody's quiet. Um, yeah, they can really, like, make or break an experience as well. I mean, one of my favorite films of this year was John Wick Chapter 4, um, one of the greatest movies that I've, one of the greatest action movies I've seen in a while in the theater. Um, would have been better if the lady who was two seats over to me would shut the fuck up every, like, talked the entire time, I mean, to her partner. And it, I wasn't even the only one who was annoyed with it. There was other people that were like, hey, can you shush, please? And she would just ignore them. So there's that as well. And when you're streaming alone, you don't have to do with anybody else. And for a lot of a lot of people who consider themselves introverted, such as myself, that sounds like a blast. <laughs> See, you're right. Audience reaction really is a very important factor. A good audience at a theater will make that experience far more memorable and fun than it would be at home. A bad audience at a theater will have the potential to completely ruin the movie altogether for you. Most times, the audience isn't really good or bad one way or the other. But at those extremes, it does have the potential to make or break a movie. Uh a lot of my favorite experiences at movies are I couldn't even imagine seeing them without an audience for the first time. Avengers Endgame is top of mind for that. I mean, even the first Avengers movie, uh, Star Wars The Force Awakens, one of my all-time favorites as well. Just the energy in those rooms. Uh, like Force Awakens, I, I don't even love that movie in, in retrospect or Endgame even. Like, I kind of soured on those movies a bit over the years in many ways, but I'll never forget those first experiences. If anything, it's it's those experiences that made me like the movies for longer than I otherwise would have. I probably would have seen them more critically a lot sooner if I didn't have that so much fun the first time I saw them. Mm-hmm. So even as a movie critic, it does impact my my judgment of it. If everyone around me is having such a good time, it can't suck, right? Until I think more on it. <laughs> Not to right, say either one of right. those movies sucks, but it does play a pretty big factor. On the flip side, I have noticed that audience etiquette has gone in the dumps a lot the last few years. It's like ever since COVID... People have been cooped up watching streaming for so long that they forget how to behave in a theater. It's crazy, right? 
I don't know if it's because I live in Toronto, but there's so many people who just keep talking or, or like, there's even one guy who was on his phone at the beginning of the movie. Like, mm-hmm. not even just, like, looking at his phone, but answering a call. I'm like, hey, shut up or get out of the theater. And he clearly was very much trying to be like, hey, I'm in the movie theater, can't talk right now, but just don't answer the phone. What are you doing? For sure. Yeah. Um, no, nah, I, I won't share that story, I guess. But yeah, it's... Um, <laughs> <laughs> might make somebody look bad, but yeah, they, they had an experience with somebody at, at, the, um, at, at a theater and very rude person. Same same thing. Uh, I do notice it's becoming more commonplace, though, and I find it very funny too because it's. I would normally assume it to be along age lines. Oh, those darn kids! They're so they're so young, and they just want to be on their phones all the time. Whatever. No, it's it's all age ranges. Somehow, people who yeah. should realistically have been to theaters. A lot of times in their life, suddenly forget how to behave at theaters, and I don't know why that is. You you, you don't go into public every for a couple of years, and everyone <laughs> just thinks they can behave like they do at home. And I don't even understand why they want to. I don't get the logic of looking at your phone in a theater. Besides, I don't know ADHD brain, which a lot of people have nowadays just because we're so inundated with stimuli from all directions it's making us more i can't even focus on one thing for two hours in a in a dark room people seem to need that other stimuli but theaters are so expensive you you don't think you want to just sit down and, and focus for a little bit get your money's worth i don't know how these people think they're getting their money's worth i i've heard there's some people even just go to the theater to take a good nap sometimes. That's kind <laughs> of just, funny. They just go there to sleep. I mean, those chairs it, are pretty comfy. Because it is a perfect environment to sleep, really. Comfy mm-hmm. chairs. A lot of people are, like, falling asleep in front of the TV. I guess that kind of surround sound lulls you to sleep. Dark room. Yeah. Especially during a it's- matinee. Actually, that would that sounds really nice. Yeah, it's a it's it's happened to me recently, and uh, I don't mean to, but you know, it happens every once in a while. Just a nice, smooth environment to to just Actually, what fall I- adrift to, and then all of a sudden, you, then that, uh, like something like action wise happens, so you just hear a film score, and you're like, ah. You just Actually, this story, this story, I will tell because I think it's hilarious. Uh, Justin told me how he saw. Batman v Superman twice in theaters, I believe. The first time he saw it, I'm sorry, he was he was super bored, and he's like, "Oh, this this movie sucks." Second time he saw it, he fell asleep at the end at the fir- end of the first act, and he didn't wake up till the Batman v Superman fight, and he's like, "Whoa, this movie's awesome!" The second time he saw it, because <laughs> he slept through the entire. Why did he see it act. twice? I don't remember. I just remember the part where he... I may be telling the story wrong, but I just remember the part where he saw it and slept through most of the movie and then woke up right as the actual Batman v Superman part started and his opinion in the movie completely mm. changed that time. It's like, whoa! Yeah, but well, when you great. skip all the bullshit, 
yeah. you know, becomes a decent movie. So that's I what say that as theaters. someone who's owns a 4K version of Batman v Superman. <laughs> yeah. I had to complete the collection. I love Man and Steel. I have Snyder Cut. You got to throw in the Dark Child. Watch the close-up episode where we defend that whole trilogy as a as a work of superhero art. By if we're talking about with the Snyder Cut version, absolutely. And the ultimate cut of BVS is a lot better too. Good trilogy. We talked yeah. about it at length. Mm-hmm. Here to talk about the you know what I love to hear about Man of Steel haters. I love how much of babies they are. Anyway, sorry, we're talking about something else. <laughs> yeah. Superman kills people. Grow up. Anyway. Yeah. So yeah, I just don't get why people's etiquette is so bad. Just just be decent human beings and let us who paid a lot of money. Have a good experience. Why do you have to ruin well, COVID, it for everybody else? Because you're so selfish. COVID definitely pushed people's boundaries and also pushed people's patience to the fullest of limits. Um, and it just brought out the worst in people, I find, more than the good. Um, especially living in this city that I've noticed. Um, not even talking about, like, etiquette here, but there's just, like, a lot of, you know, racism that happened with... Uh, different ethnic folks, especially the uh, the Asian community, which was rightfully mm-hmm. wrong, like absolutely wrong. They shouldn't have experienced that. I have some friends who experienced that sort of racism, and just because it came from China, terrible. Doesn't mean it has something to do with not all every yeah, or anyone not every Asian, Asian person. Yeah, like it, it's just ridiculous. But just going back to like the like etiquette stuff, it's just people now feel like they have this entitlement now. Like, I don't know why, where it's like, oh, I've survived COVID or I went through COVID, so I deserve to be, you know, you know, treated like a king or whatever. Or maybe it's just even like those pompous assholes, too, who are like, I paid for this. I paid, I'm spending my money and my time with my family and I should be, because I paid for it, now I have to be treated like a king. It's like if you go out to a restaurant and you have those people who just treat the wait staff like absolute ass. Or if the people go to grocery stores and treat the workers like absolute ass. They're, they have the, the customer's always right mentality. No matter what I do, I'm always right. And if anybody's worked in the food service industry or fast service industry knows that the customer's always right motto is total bullshit. It, it's not real. You're usually mostly wrong. But the reason that we say that is because we don't want to get fucking sued. Or lose potential business. At my work, we have two signs by the doorway, which I love. The first one is right on the doorway. Everyone who comes into this office brings joy. Some when they arrive, others when they leave. (laughs) And the other one on the door, right next to the cash register, says, Prices subject to customer's attitude. That's hilarious. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. That's great. That's the kind of climate we got there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I I do hate the customer's always right attitude and it it does make people entitled. Uh, you're not king of the world. You are just one person watching a movie in a theater, uh, among a bunch of other people who don't want to hear your shit. Just watch the movie like everybody else. If you, if you, if you react, great. If you're a, if you're a very reactive person, that could be fun. Yeah, that's fine. P- 
people think you're laughing at the jokes along with them, but they're they're laughing at you because you're very you're very vocal and funny, but you're still entertaining people. There's I think some of the best like reactive stuff. My favorite moment in a the movie theater was at the end of X Men: Days of Future Past. Spoiler alert! Eh, spoiler alert! Um, like right at the very end where uh, Xavier is about to get lasered right in the face, and then you know they fade out of that reality because uh, in past got fixed or whatever, and it goes super silent. It's supposed to be like like a good feeling moment, and there's just one young lady who just went yay and then the entire theater laughed when <laughs> when she said that because it was just so out of nowhere but it wasn't like we weren't laughing at her it was more of just like just the laughing at the reaction it was pretty funny because it was like there's so much tension and then you just hear a yay it was really funny i swear i've had moments like that in theaters before too so just in defense of theaters for a minute there I like to think theaters are a grander experience. Um, something about that big screen, uh, darkness surrounding you, screen so big it takes up your entire gaze, especially in IMAX, uh, the surround sound on you, the the giant sound so big you can feel it in your chest sometimes with that bass um, the pop, the movie theater popcorn, the aromas, even just everything about the experience. Maybe once again, not everyone will feel the same, but it's very nostalgic for me being in a, in a theater like that. It's one of my comfort zones, happy place for me. I, when I'm at home, there's so many different distractions how many times do i have to pause the movie to do this or that and it's crazy because you never if you could pause a movie at a movie theater and do other things somehow you'd find a way to do other things i don't know why it is i can sit for two hours at a theater and never have to get up once not even to go to the washroom i don't care i i can sit through a whole movie but at home, for some reason, it's always something else. I get a I get a message on my phone. Oh no, I gotta let out the dog. Oh, uh, let me get up and make a bowl of popcorn. Oh, what? It, <laughs> maybe I can do this chore quick. It's crazy, I'm, yeah. Like while I'm in the kitchen, that should be I'll, that'd be a funny skit though. Pausing the movie in the movie theater. Like, hold on, guys, I gotta pee. And then one guy goes, and it's like a half hour later. It's like the forty fifth person that goes. That'd be a funny skit. Well, here's another uh, example to show a bit of my neuroticism. Another Justin story. Uh, so we were debating whether how much of a sign of respect it is to a, a piece of entertainment to sit and watch the whole thing. And he's like, oh, well, you know, I don't really care. A lot of times I'll just uh, I'll get up. I'll go to the washroom. I'll keep it playing for you. Whatever. I'll watch while I'm getting my food. Uh, and then it clicked for him that every time I get up, I pause it. <laughs> and he's like, wait, does it piss you off whenever I get up and go to to do other things without pausing it? And I'm just, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to say just anything. Just very quiet. You, yes. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything, but you asked. <laughs> it's a pet peeve of That's mine. That's really funny. There's a lot of times uh, that reminds me like whenever I would watch stuff with my family it, 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 it would always be my mom too. She would get a phone call 
it would either be from her mom or somebody else. And then either me or my dad would be like, should we pause it? And she's like, no, no, no. And then five minutes go by. And then my dad looks at me and then like we just pause it. And then a half hour goes by because <laughs> she's still on the phone or whatever. But my I feel like that's when they're the only person who hasn't seen the thing. It's usually her. Yeah. Yeah. I'm <laughs> so like, have everyone else it. in the room's seen it. I'm <laughs> pausing it. We're showing this to you. I love you, mom. Sorry to throw you under the bus. But, you know, <laughs> she she had a lot of. You know, she's an adult. She had shit going on. So my I don't mom blame does her. the same thing all the time. It's a very, it's a very personal thing for me as well. How many times have I gone through that? Mom, you're the only one who hasn't seen the movie. You don't get to say, "Oh, just pa- don't, don't pause it. It's fine." No, the whole reason we're watching. Yeah, I feel is- I have to pause it because I don't want them to miss out on it. But if you know, if I go to the washroom whenever my family's watching something, I don't care. I do that literally every time. I always, every yeah. time she says, ah, don't worry. I'll, I, I can, it, don't, don't pause yeah. it. I always do. I think it's a little game too that parents like to play. I think it's a test. Like, don't oh, pause oh, it. Yeah. And it's then like, well, now I have to pause it. <laughs> oh, and then there's my dad who will say, ah, no, don't, don't, don't pause it. And then he'll go and do something. And then he comes back and he tries to talk through the movie to ask about everything he was missing. And then we end up having to pause it anyway to catch up. This is why theaters are better. You don't, you just watch it once. And if you leave too bad, maybe you'll get a quick whisper catch up for the few minutes you missed, but everybody is on the same page. There's no pausing it. And you, what else are you going to have to do? You're not going to leave the theater. You're not going to be out anywhere longer than the washroom. Maybe a quick fill up on concessions if you really need it. But you come back to the movie. Nobody you're just, you're all there for a couple hours. You're all on the same page at the end. Yeah. You're all there. My parents for also this. love to play. My parents love to play this game with me whenever there's a, we're watching a TV show or a movie is who has he been in or who is that? And then it's always me because I have this weird superpower where I can just recognize somebody or I just know how to use Google and I just <laughs> figure out what they've been in. Um, it's like I'm their encyclopedia for just movie stuff. But yeah, I, I I hear you. I just love how theaters, it's like, you're you're determined to just watch this movie from beginning to end, which no subconsciously you just tell your body, I can't move right now, so don't make me get up to pee or make me, you know, try to get more food or whatever. Sit down for Surprisingly, two hours, I didn't you leave. weak-willed fool. Exactly. Surprisingly, I didn't get up during Endgame. I didn't get up during Avatar Way of Water. I didn't get up for Kills of the Flower Moon. I did doze off once or twice, but that's because I had very bad sleep the night before, not because of the movie. My just something about your body that's just like, okay, we're here now, and we're going to stay here. But if I'm in the comfort of my own home, I have to get up and use the washroom like once or twice, at least, during the movie. It's ridiculous. So weird. I don't know what's going on. It's weird. I was looking up some statistics about this, actually, and... About getting up to go to the washroom during a movie? Well, uh, kind of <laughs> tangentially related, but uh, okay. I read this article in the LA Times. They said that, um, based on some data, that it, it shows that people's first impressions of movies tend to be more positive after leaving a theater than they are after they've seen the movie at home. And that seems to be... I agree. Yeah. Largely correlated because, well, with the with the audience as well, but it largely seems to be down to distractions. Like, oh, I could actually 
focus on the movie these couple hours. But if I have to pause every five minutes to do something, I'm not I'm not really taking in the movie. It's more of a background thing. You're not engaging with the with the product as much. And that makes it more of a back of mind thing. So when the movie's done, you weren't really thinking about it that much anyway as you were watching it. But if you just have to be forced right. to sit down and engage with this thing for two hours, this is your whole world for the next chunk of your day. And if it's good, especially. And even if it's not, you had good popcorn, maybe a good crowd. Yeah, Maybe you're having fun with somebody you're with. It just tends to be, it's an outing. It's an event. It's an experience at home. Yeah. It's just, that's another thing to do at home. I could be watching a, a TV show or YouTube or literally anything. A movie's no different watching this on my TV. Yeah, for it sure. Doesn't... I think that's why I like the theater experience a bit more because I think it is very nostalgic for everybody, especially adults, because it was such a event, an event to go with your family. It was a night out. You'd either probably go to have dinner or go out to dinner Uh like right before the movie, then get to the theater, get your popcorn and stuff. Um, and then some of the greatest parts, this is like before really social media for us, where you saw the previews and you saw what's coming up and you would get excited for those movies. And then you'd sit down and watch, you know, some of the, the movies you were growing up with. I mean, my very first theater experience was Spider-Man, the Tobey Maguire movie. And that was just, awesome to see on the big screen um yeah and it's just like it's a community thing it's it's it feels like you're it feels very social it feels very you know it feels like it's not like you're giving back to the community whatsoever because it's kind of like well, all we do is go to corporate theaters but hmm. it's just like you're you're experiencing something with a bunch of people and that's always feels nice rather than sitting in your bed or on your couch at home paying twenty six ninety nine for a movie that came out 45 days ago or if in the case of Barbie and Oppenheimer like 90 days or 100 whatever they did which was a good thing that they did that I'm glad they waited um, still haven't seen Barbie yet but I will don't yell at me people I'm still gonna watch it I'm ready to yell at you Joe <laughs> I haven't found the time <laughs> I'm just glad I'm on the right side of history for unironically thinking that movie was gonna slam Oh, yeah. I know a lot I, of people in my was, life yeah. were like, what's a Barbie movie going to be? <laughs> it's going to be so stupid. Nope. Nope. It's actually going to be awesome. What? You're excited for the Barbie movie? Yes. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty good. Greta Gerwig is a point, fantastic people, director. Yeah. Going back to your point, people seem to relish the convenience of streaming. But I don't know. It's a little lazy to me. Get yeah. off your ass well, and get out of the house. Just well, that's the thing too. It's the convenience, right? Like as an adult, you just—it's hard to find time to go out and do anything. And I do hate when people say going to the movie theater is expensive because I feel like it's just as expensive watching a new movie at home streaming, especially if it's like you have to buy it like twenty four ninety nine here in Canada, and. No one's telling you to buy popcorn. You don't have to buy the bundle. I mean, you do, but you don't have to. Um, 
I think it's yeah, mentally I, I feel and physically the same. healthier to get out anyway. Being exactly. in, the, in your little house, breathing the same air, watching the movie on a most of the time objectively worst audio visual display, unless you're one of those people who can afford a really, really good one. Getting out, socializing, breathing some fresh air or fresh air for the city, if you're in a city. Uh, just getting out anywhere, I feel like, is a good jolt to the mind. It, it breaks your routine yeah. a little bit. Maybe makes you feel a little accomplished, actually putting on some pants and getting out in the world. I'm very introverted, too. I'm one to talk, because I, I, I don't really like people, and or the feeling of being out in public. I do prefer to be home and doing my introverted thing. But I also do feel kind of accomplished when I actually force myself to get out into the world. It's like, hey, I did something today. It feels better than sitting around, even though I'd be perfectly content to sit around. I never did you feel that I way never after want to go out. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you feel that way after Quantumania? To some extent. I, I never <laughs> I never want to go out. But I rarely regret going out once I do. Fair. Yeah, makes sense. I hear, I hear what you're saying. Makes a lot of sense. Like, you're just doing something. It's better than just sitting at home and letting your legs feel like absolute crap. I mean, have you ever spent a day or just a couple days in bed, like, not moving at all? And then you go to walk to do groceries or whatever, and then your legs are like, we're going to function weirdly today. It's going to make you feel like you haven't walked in years, even though it's been a couple of days, which yeah. is not healthy. <laughs> no, no, you gotta, you gotta get up, you gotta move around, you gotta, gotta get out of the house. Which is something I avoided all my childhood. I just wanted to stay in my room. <laughs> which is maybe why theatrical attendance is starting to pick up again, because people got tired of being cooped up for those couple years. Oh, for and sure. things were slow going for a while, but now that the world's opened back up, movie theater ticket uh, sales have been steadily increasing for the last couple years. They're still not up to pre-pandemic levels, but there's been enough smash hits the last couple years that people are starting to get out again. Mm-hmm, and these people's sure. etiquette is horrible, <laughs> uh, but at least they're getting out again. Theaters yeah. aren't dying as quickly as people predicted a few years ago. Yeah. But I also think sure. that's down to the fact we're switching gears just a little bit here. Uh, looking at it from a more... Um, looking at it from the point of view of people who make movies, streaming is not profitable at all. And we've talked about this before multiple times on the show, but when it comes to box office revenue... That's still a huge chunk of where a movie makes its money. Even if you do same-day release, yeah, you're getting a lot of people on um, on that for sure, but I think a lot more people are willing to just wait it out till it's just a regular part of the streaming service rotation. They don't care enough. The kind of people you're catering to on streaming, like I said, I'm, I'm making generalizations here, but this is the picture I'm painting. The people who wait on streaming are want things conveniently. They're, they don't want to get out of the house. They're a little lazy and they're 
if they're not going to go out to the theaters and you're going to wait, they're going to wait even longer till it's affordable too. Uh, in a lot of cases. So, and for 10 to 15 bucks a month spread across the entire platform, that's not, that's not profitable. Your movie that costs upwards of 40 million, sometimes over a hundred million, sometimes 300 million. That's not making that money back on one person's 10 to $15 subscription that they're paying you for everything else on that service month after month. That's not profitable. Paying for um, a $10 to $15 ticket to see just that movie. Yeah, yeah, the the theater, uh, the exhibitors are getting a lot more of their cut back for that. Because you're paying for 10 to 15 bucks for a whole service. That's That's better for the consumer. But for the movie, theaters are still the way to go. And I think that's why trying to do same-day release for so long during the pandemic, that really um, showed them what a disaster that was. I really think the case study was Top Gun Maverick, where Tom Cruise was very adamant, don't don't put this don't on do streaming, <laughs> don't put this on same-day streaming, I, I don't care how long it takes, this is going to be theatrical exclusive. And that movie smashed at the box office, and then they looked at their numbers again and were like, uh, yeah, if we put this on streaming same day, this would have been a bomb for us. This would have been 100%. disastrous financially. So then they realized, oh, wait, okay, movies have to be on streaming to cater to the people who want convenience and lower cost, obviously. But we have to have an exclusivity window in theaters because that's the only way we actually have potential to make money. And I do think yeah. they found a decent hybrid because I remember... You remember back when we were kids and movies would get out of theaters and you wouldn't be able to buy the DVDs for six months at yeah, least at, months. four to six months after. Mm -hmm. I remember was kind of the turnaround. Nowadays, the turnaround is, well, some, some do same day release, but now the turnaround is little over a month, around 45 days. Yeah, I think it's month. like the, yeah, 45 days, yeah. Which I think is fair because I think movie makes most of its profit in the first in the first month, anyway, that's when people are like, oh, this is brand new and word of mouth spreads for a bit and people go see it. And then every movie has a natural decline. And by that point, sure, throw it on streaming now. We can start catering to everybody else. That's fine. So that it's kind of the best of both worlds that's happening now. You have your exclusivity window followed by a period of waning returns. And then you jump started again with... Um, earlier than we're used to release to streaming and home video, which is good. I think uh, they're starting to learn some good lessons, which I, as a consumer and theatrical fan appreciate the balance. Yeah, for sure. I'm glad they've, they've gone down this route because especially with Pixar movies, I think their last major pro three major products they did same day release and it really tanked has like tanked Pixar's like money box office stuff and not even yes. like same day release, but like you just watch it for free on Disney plus, which is like, are you making this for like to be actually profitable? Or are you, are you just putting this out for a streaming platform? And I had to be fair. I haven't watched I besides 
I I haven't watched any of like the last three projects. Like I think it was Lightyear, Turning Red, Luca. Um, I did watch Soul, and that was pretty decent. Um, and then Elemental, I think that was the most recent one that came mm-hmm. out. It was like yeah, again, it was same almost same day type stuff, and it's very convenient. It was convenient for COVID and all that, and I'm sure people appreciated it. But in terms of profit and keeping the you know film industry going, that's like nothing. That's pennies on the dollar. It's you're not gonna you're not gonna help people make more movies by doing that constantly, especially with like animation stuff. I mean, if if you're if if you're just putting out the message, especially with Pixar stuff, which used to be the king of animated movies, is like, oh, then what's like the quality of these movies if they're just going to be free the day that they're released in theaters? Like, what's the point? What's the point of me going to a movie theater, paying upwards of thirty-ish dollars for the movie experience if I can just stay at home on the same day and watch it for free? That's the message you're giving to the consumers, which is not yeah. a good message if you're trying to make a profit. Theaters really gouge you, though. They do. Yeah. I understand. That, that to me, is the chief reason why theaters have declined in popularity from what they used to be. It costs a lot of money to go. Tickets are, what, at Cineplex, they're like 15 bucks now, nearly. For standard yeah. shows. Uh, I think for IMAX it's like 16 and then standards like maybe 12 or something. I think they're like 14, 29 for standard now. Yeah, something like that. Something like that and bucket of popcorn's 30 bucks now. Popcorn Wild. drinking snack. Like what the and That's gone up even in just the past couple years. A couple years ago it was 25 bucks. They got a lot. Acc- <clears throat> Excuse me. I accidentally bought well, I always get like combo one because I'm usually going by myself. Well, it's not me. Combo one and used to be twenty five. Now it's nearly thirty. It's almost thirty dollars. But mine was like because I'm on the Cineplex like uh, membership plan. It was usually twenty dollars, the Sin Club thing, and then I got charged twenty five. I was like, "What is this?" And then I didn't realize while looking at the thing, it came with like a Christmas ornament. They just wow. sometimes they change the bundle every now and again to come with something extra. Which and I was sponsored already sponsored by Cine Club. But, but I would please. definitely do a sponsorship. For <laughs> I Cineclub. would love to do. I love Cineclub. <laughs> I am actually I, a very big proponent of it. It's a great deal for people who yeah. go to movies a lot. Twenty percent off concessions. Again, not sponsored, but could be. Uh, yeah. And then I noticed. So yeah, I noticed the Christmas ornament. The register is like right there. It's already like tapped to pay. And um, I had a moment of like, I could just say, "Can I not have this bundle?" But it's already there. Fuck it. And I just tapped it. So like I'm like I'm one of those people, but a part of me was like, I feel cheaped. <laughs> I feel cheaped out a little bit. Or cheated yeah, in and, a way. And you're a regular moviegoer. Can you imagine more casual people coming there? And Oh, I heard that evening? one guy was pissed. Not not during this Christmas ornament thing, but it happened uh a few months ago. Like combo one changed a little bit where it was like you had to get two treats for some reason. Uh, like you had to get two treat bags. Um, and he was just like, that's ridiculous. And he's just complaining to this poor concessions worker. I'm like, first of all, she's working part-time. Calm down. She's not like, she doesn't control anything. Second of all, don't buy the combo. 
just get a large and a, like and a large popcorn or a large drink if that's what you want. You don't always have to go for the combos. But yeah, sure. sometimes sometimes they do change stuff around and it gets way more expensive and it's just like, why are you doing this? Stop it. I know exactly. you have to make money. The, the reason that they are so expensive is because those movies also get some of the profit as well from the popcorn sales. Or at least they used to. Uh, I don't know if it's true no, anymore. No, if I if I recall, the way theaters work is the studios get a cut of the ticket prices, but concessions all go to the theater. That's why theaters have always gouged on concessions, because it's pure profit for them. Hmm. Right. I thought I heard they also get concessions. I could no, be wrong, though. No, they take Maybe a huge a chunk rumor. out of ticket sales, <laughs> but not... Um, right. But concessions is where they actually profit. That makes sense. That's why that's nachos are $17. Yeah. <laughs> and it's probably correlated to fewer people going to movies. They want to keep their profit margins about the same so they don't look like they're tanking. Yeah. Also, they don't buy nachos at the movie of, theater. How many? How much can we raise the prices and still make the same amount of money, even if we're losing people? Yeah, I mean, honestly, get your bag. I don't care. Like, I like, I get it. You got to make your profit somehow. But like, thirty dollars is a lot of money, especially how many, how often we go to movies, like in the theater. Yeah. It's like, geez, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to pay that much every time, but I do. I go because I'm in the Cine Club, which should sponsor us. Hundred <laughs> percent. I would definitely do that. We should reach out to them, try to get something. Um, yeah, we go. I go to theaters at least twice a month, sometimes four times. And yeah, yeah. It it does add up for sure. But I understand why a lot of people. Don't think it's worth it, right? Like you go to the movies one time and let's say you're just you're somebody who doesn't have Cineclub. You're paying 14 bucks for a ticket and then there's the online booking fee now. So that's like another buck. So it's, oh, so it's like so 15, annoying. The online booking fee yeah. is bullshit. So it's like 15 bucks to book a ticket and then you actually get there and you're like, you know what, let's, uh, let's do a combo number one. That's a large popcorn drink and a bit of candy for nearly 30 bucks. So you're basically paying nearly 45 bucks for that for that same amount of money you could get th nearly four streaming services with however much content for the entire freaking month instead of just one evening out cost wise i understand why people don't want to go to theaters yeah i, I get really it. get it and it's not practical for as for many people, the people are willing to take their crappy TVs with its sound and poor picture quality for forty bucks a month and get four streaming services of whatever they want for the entire month. Uh, like maybe the and then the good movies will come to those services anyway down the line, just a little later. Yeah, I mean it makes sense. You know, if you don't, yeah. if you don't love consumer, going yeah. to movies and, you know, your budget's really tight, I can understand it. Especially with the last, I guess, couple years of, like, main stay films where people like, oh, it's a lot of franchise stuff, too, that have come out that, that aren't well. too great. So, there's that. But there's always, like, the ones that stick out 
what you need to go see in the theater. I think my favorite theater experience I saw recently that I, that I'm so happy that I saw it in the movie theater was the Fablemans. Just seeing nice. it on the big screen, I just felt it touched me emotionally. You know, just seeing like this guy's love for filmmaking on the big screen. That's you know Steven Spielberg's somewhat autobiography. It was really yeah. good. Um, I always and I always think movies look better on a big screen too. Like whenever you watch something that's being streamed or on DVD on a smaller screen, like some people's TV quality isn't that great. So it doesn't pick up like the true image of what the movie is, but something about like a projection of it, or at least, you know, back when we were kids, it just looks 10 times better because it's like the yeah. actual like printed film of it. But now it's just uh, like a file. <laughs> I'm pretty yeah, sure now it's just that, a file. Having looked into it a little bit, theoretically, people who are willing to spend a lot of money on good home video equipment can outdo theaters at home audio visually oh for you sure you get, get like the sound bar you can get like the best tv oled 4k bullshit um that is better than super a color <laughs> for sure but you're spending a lot of money and somebody who cares that much about audio visual well if you care to see movies that much anyway you were probably a theater fan at some point in your life yep before the technology caught up to it but for most people, their technology ain't going to cut it. So the theaters is the best they can do. Um, but going back a sec to the price gouging, it's kind of funny because they're double dipping on suckers like us who pay for the streaming services and go to theaters regularly. So they're yeah. they're making their money off us for sure. But we're not here to argue either or is better. Personally, I think it comes down to what kind of experience do you want? Uh, the way I see it is, do you like movies or do you love movies? Because casual viewers will feel at home in their home. Uh, for most people, you're just watching entertainment. And the cost factor, the travel factor oh, i don't have to leave my home it's convenient i'm paying for this streaming service anyway i get that and for a lot of people that will outweigh whatever benefits the movies will bring you but people who love movies need that ideal movie watching experience they're willing to pay for it even if it's definitely overpriced and they'll support that because that's how that's how the, the the movie industry actually makes its money. Watching a movie on streaming says absolutely nothing. You're not you're just watching another piece of content on there. Supporting a movie in cinemas says tells Hollywood this is what I want to see. This is what I'm putting my money towards and the metric is something you can measure a lot more readily. People went to go see this. This is how money it, how much money it actually made you. And give me more <laughs> like that. So it's kind of like politics. It's uh, it's entertainment politics in a way. You can, Watching a movie on streaming is like watching the election on TV. But going to the theaters is like actually casting a poll. You're participating in it in the more legitimate version of the system. 
So yeah, uh, what do sure. you value more? Are you just are you a passive consumer or do you actually want to interact with film in a more meaningful, substantive way? Up to you. Very well said. Yeah, I feel like it definitely fall under the category of love movies. I mean, well, me as well. It sounds it are. sounds so cliche to say, but going to the theater is the ultimate experience to watch a movie. It's not because you're going to see it on this giant screen and you got your popcorn and it's how it's supposed to be. No, I honestly believe it's because you're seeing it with other people, and then you just feed off each other, feed off each other's energy. If you see something funny, you all laugh together. You see something sad, you all cry together. Scary, you scream. I mean, I saw... What's the movie I saw in theaters? What's it called? Is it Get Out? No, it wasn't Get Out. It was Us. I saw Us in theaters. And that movie, on on a rewatch, isn't like super scary, but for the first time, was an amazing experience because of like all the quiet moments and just hearing people go, mm-mm, mm-mm, nope. Just, nope, not doing that. Um, which, well, funny enough, led to his next movie. Yeah. Nope. Um, but even so, like, I'm going to bring it up again. No Way Home. Great movie theater experience. If you watch it again at home, you can definitely tell there's pauses in the movie because they know audiences are going to scream <laughs> and cheer during parts. It's not a, a bad movie, per se, but it's definitely lesser than seeing it with a bunch of people. Um, yeah, it's, it's like, it's some of the greatest things you can do as a community where you just all sit down, shut up, and watch something spectacular. I mean, that's why he's brought, like, musical theater and plays are still relevant today. You're going out and you're seeing something live and you're getting a reaction out of people. You're cheering along a lot more than you would in a movie. And it's why those are still so popular i mean people love going to see a musical or a play and you know that energy from the audience feeds off of uh the performers and then vice versa and then the energy gets bigger and bigger and bigger you get bigger reactions and then at the end of the night what do you do when they come take their bow you give them a standing ovation and it's just a feel good experience it's just great you you know you you all clap for watching this amazing performance you forget about all your problems while watching the performance and you just have, a, and then everybody walks out of the theater being like, wow, that was great. I'm glad I went out today and got to experience all this with all these people. Yeah. Well, I think that, uh, that about sums up our thoughts on this topic today. So, uh, another change, uh, for this week, we're changing. Joe fired the site. me. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's now close up with Joe. Just me. Or we'll get somebody else. We're, we're, we're replacing him. Uh, Joe and Justin. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think Justin has the time to. I mean, he'll, he'll, he'll write half of it. I'll just he doesn't have a webcam. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's bad. That's bad for the video side of things for sure. Uh, anyway, so we're changing our agree to disagree segment because we realized, based on some audience feedback, that it was never really a debate segment. It was more of a question of the week segment. So now we're we're going to call it question of the week. And your turn. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. end up being debates anyway. So but. I'm finally going to do something that's relevant to today's podcast. 
All right. Do you think eventually theater, movie theaters specifically, will die out? Will people no longer go to movie theaters anymore and just wait for streaming or a paywall of some kind? I think movie theaters are a long-standing tradition. They've been around for as long as movies have been around, effectively. Um, Or at least some kind of communal viewing experience, even if it's not the theater we associate with watching movies today. So I always think public exhibition of cinema will be around in some way, shape, or form. Movie theaters as we know them, though, I think those will slowly fade from popularity um, over time. And unless they make a big change, unless they adapt or show us something new. Because going back to the roots of cinema, it was always... It was like a, it was a sideshow thing. It was a wow, look at this crazy thing nobody's ever seen before. And then theaters just sort of got lulled into a false sense of security. And now streaming's the hot thing in town, and people are interested in that. Um, people are also getting interested in uh, virtual reality, augmented reality, <clears throat> just the display of of entertainment of audiovisual entertainment is changing and theaters aren't really adapting. So they, they need to go back to cinema's roots and give us something, give us an exhibit we haven't seen before. Wow. Us in a way that makes us come back. The closest thing we got to that was, uh, like avatar repopularized 3d. Um, we're getting, we're kind of at the peak of CGI and whatnot. CGI was a big draw for a very long time. How can we make the most unrealistic things look real? And now we're at the point where we've seen that done pretty well the last 10 years. They've gotten about as good as they can do that and people are getting bored with it. So we need the next big thing. And they need to continue giving us the next big things if they want to keep going, I figure. But what do you think? They're going to die out? Very well said. I do believe they're going to die out, but sort of in a similar and different way. I mean, a lot of this year's box office successes are movies that you would kind of expect, but also not expect at the same time, like Oppenheimer and uh, Across the Spider-Verse were obvious, like, surprise, uh, not sorry, not surprises, but those were obviously going to get the box office. Um, But movies like Barbie and Super Mario Brothers making over a billion dollars, nobody saw that coming. Yeah, But a lot of this stuff where as soon as word of mouth got around, the box office dropped really quick. I mean, the biggest example for me was probably Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. As soon as word of mouth got around that it wasn't phenomenal, it wasn't great, it did not make his money back whatsoever. And I think when people are finally completely fed up of these either legacy sequels that don't live up to the originals... Or these franchises just keep going on and on and on. And that's all the movies that are people going to see. Or that's seems like that's those are the only movies that are being marketed. Because, I mean, there's a new movie out with Emma Stone and uh, Mark Ruffalo. I can't remember what it's called. I think it's called Poor Things or something like that. And it looks really cool. It looks 
kind of like trippy at the same time, but the marketing has been nowhere for it. It's an original movie and there's no marketing for it. So when people are just being fed these franchise stuff that aren't living up to the name and you're not really advertising original stuff like you should have been or that like you have been doing it over the entire history of cinema, people are just going to be fed up and not go to your movie theaters and watch them and either wait for streaming or not watch them at all. So I do think eventually it will die out if Hollywood or just marketing Hollywood doesn't change their ways. But there, there's always like that one movie that comes out or a couple movies that come out each year that just rejuvenate people going to the movie theaters. You know, there was Oppenheimer and Barbie. There was Top Gun Maverick that came out last year. Um, you could argue Avatar The Way of Water. I mean, that made over a billion, I'm pretty sure. Made over two billion. Um, it did? Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, it was good. I don't know why I keep complaining about it. I did rewatch it recently, and it was like, yeah, the effects hold why? up still. I'm kidding. I don't know. I was bored. <laughs> I had time. Um, I didn't watch it all at once, though, obviously. Uh, but yeah, I do think they will eventually die out. Like, you know, like all good things, it must come to an end. I'll make a but, declaration about that. I'm I'm willing to put my... I'm willing to put my flag in the sand here and say that movies themselves, as we know them, 2D story spectacles, they'll die out before uh, screenings will. Yeah, most likely. I'm not saying it'll always be a big public event. They might not have entire buildings or multiplexes dedicated to them. It might become more of a niche thing over time, but I, I think movies themselves will cease to be a thing before public exhibition dies. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So that'll be all for this question of the week and for this episode of Close Up. Hope you enjoyed this debate on theaters versus streaming. And, uh,. Yeah. Sorry if I called anyone out too specifically. Sure yeah, I sorry, mom. People. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can find me at Ryan Walker Official on YouTube, TikTok, and on Instagram. You can find me on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at Thoughtplay Media. Also, check out the Close Up with Ryan and Joe Facebook page for latest updates on the show. If you listen to us in audio, check out our YouTube channel. And if you're on YouTube, find us anywhere you get your favorite podcasts. We hope to see you on the next close-up with Ryan and Joe, likely the last one of 2023, where we break down our top 10 favorite TV shows of all time. Till next time. Take care. <laughs>